Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Alrawan, and I'm doing my honors senior thesis on the use of explainable AI for health. As part of that thesis, I have the privilege of interviewing world-class experts on the use of artificial intelligence for healthcare. In this episode, I interview Dr. Jun Dang. Dr. Dang is Yale University School of Medicine's Professor of Therapeutic Radiology, and as part of that role, he's a board-certified medical physicist at Yale New Haven Hospital. Dr. Dang's work has a variety of aims, from big data for healthcare, precision medicine, and the use of artificial intelligence for clinical decision support systems. But in this particular episode, we focus on an important new concept called digital twins. Dr. Ding's work has a variety of funding sources from the National Science Foundation, the National Cancer Institute, and recently, Amazon. Also recently, Dr. Ding has launched an international initiative called the Digital Twins for Health Consortium, or DT4H for short. More on that at the end of the episode. And with that, I sincerely appreciate you listening and sharing this podcast. I hope you get something out of it, and I sincerely hope you enjoy listening to Dr. Dang. Thank you so much, Dr. Dang, for coming on, and could you tell me a little bit about your work at Yale? Thank you uh, for your invitation. And um, yeah, uh, at Yale, um, besides my clinical work as a medical physicist, uh, taking care of cancer patients, and uh, my research is actually focused on um, recently focused on uh, machine learning and AI for precision medicine and uh, precision radiotherapy. So basically, uh, we try to apply the AI technology and machine learning models to uh, generate the best treatment outcome and strategy to take better care of our cancer patients. Could you talk a little bit more about um, how digital twins have become more of a new focus for you? and um, how they've become a little bit more of a of the point of your research that you're exploring now. Initially in 2020, I participated in a NCI-sponsored workshop online. 30 of us participated in this five-day intensive workshop. At the end of that, um, we formed a team to write a project proposal. So the, the, the project we got founded for is about um, cancer pitch digital twins specifically it's about to uh, generate the optimal treatment uh, pathway for lung small cell lung cancers. And actually this is related to my current work here, right? In our clinic, we deal with all kinds of cancer patients. Part of them are a lung cancer patients, right? And then we use radiation treatment to kill our cancer, our patient cancer here. But um, on top of that, I'm thinking how do we generate the best treatment outcome for cancer patient, right? Then we need the clinical disease support tool. Then we need AI support, right? So little by little, gradually, I realized that actually I need to gather all the data from the clinic and then generate the AI model. That AI model actually in current version, we call digital twin for cancer patient, right? So digital twin for cancer patient can be applied to radiation therapy of cancer patients. To give the audience a bit more of a general understanding of a digital twin, I have a definition here from a public lecture given by Dr. Karen Wilcox of the Odin Institute at the University of Texas. Um, she defined a digital twin as a personalized, dynamically evolving model for a physical system. Um, she applied it to things, uh, she discussed things such as like uh, specific patients uh, and how they vary between each other, as well as um, 
dynamically evolving so evolving with the patient do you agree with that definition or do you think it should be kind of changed what is your perspective in general i agree with dr wilcox's uh, definition there so in our version here we talk about digital twin for cancer patients right or digital twin for health so either way our version uh our, my definition of digital twin not, not only cover that it's personalized and it's also um, dynamically evolved. Those two aspects are covered by Dr. Wilcox's definition. And then on top of that, I think we should also add uh, two more uh, characteristics for that. One is uh, a closed loop reinfor reinforcement learning. And the importance of this is that um, we not only create a model, a digital twin for, for cancer patients, we also want the model learn by its by itself and improve over the time based on the real time feedback. So it's a closed loop, closed loop feedback. And by doing that, uh, benchmarking and the model gets better and better and more um, more accurate. Uh, another aspect I want to add here is bi-directional in time access. What I mean is that this digital twin modeling not only can be used to predict for the future for this particular person or system, but also can be used to review the previous status, right, for the system here. So, yeah, in general, I agree with that. And uh, I just add two more aspects here. Also, what you might be hinting at is a view of your, of your vision of the future of digital twins. Could you elaborate a bit more on how you think uh, digital twins should evolve? So our vision of digital twin, our definition is like, uh, we think a digital twin for health or for cancer patient is a dynamic, interactive, in silicon representation of individuals or organs based on multi-scale modeling and fusion of multi-model data that can be used for monitoring health history, predicting physical and psychological phenotypes, developing tailored therapeutic strategies improving lifestyle and preventing future health problems in real time. So that's our vision for digital twin health or digital twin in medical field. We actually focus on cutting edge research on digital twins for predictive health based on multi-scale modeling of multi-modality data in real world and real time. And we believe that this effort is a, is a huge um, um, endeavor and leads a lot of uh, expertise. Recently, you began to collaborate with uh, uh, my PI, uh, Dr. Ying Ding, as well as other people um, on a project known as Digital Twins for Health. Could you elaborate more on that specific project? We started this project um, uh, last year and tried to respond to a, a Bridge to AI grand challenge uh, project. Uh, we formed a team since then, and then we carry on with our great moment for great energy here. And it's really a synergistic effort here from all sides. Um, this Digital Twin for Health Consortium right now consists of roughly 20 institutions because roughly because it's always changing. <laughs> so um, um, it consists of like 14 higher education institutions and like three long for-profit organizations and three other for-profit organizations. Also we have three professional uh, collaborators, professional organization collaborators, and also eight HBCUs. Uh, 
historically uh, black college and universities, right? We form a great team and uh, network nationwide. There's several purposes of doing like this. One is, called, of course, we want to do the cutting edge research and development around digital twin for health, right? Once you link all this digital twin modeling together from individual one, imagine that there are 7 billion people reach uh, the worldwide. And what if we have 7 billion copy of that? And even a small percentage of that linked together, that's still very powerful. We talk about uh, uh, data pool pooling, and right, and then uh, benchmarking your uh, AI model with, with the real world data. And so all these limitations uh, we often talk about may become less, less challenging now, like uh, the data, sparse data, right? The noise data and the, the data bias, right? All these things become uh, challenging for the AI model developer right now. And then once you connect all this uh, uh, data, and that will be the issue will become less um, uh, severe. Thank you so much for that answer and uh, also that optimism. Uh, I loved kind of hearing about your vision of like, what if every human being had their own digital twin and, and a great database for them? That was that was phenomenal to hear about. Um, to get back to more like a practical realities, what do you think are the main challenges uh, that face the future of digital twins? Yes, um, in my view, there are three major challenges that we're facing right now in implementing digital twin for real world application. Number one is data challenges. We all know that and everybody's talking about that. So to, it's very hard to, to generate and also acquire high volume, high quality and multi-scale data. In a large, and then those data because are scattered and, and disconnected uh, at the multiple system around the world, around the, across different domains. So um, they are sometimes they are uh, sparse, sometimes they're noise, and then, then how to generate and acquire them together. And then those data are specific for one particular person, right, or patient here. It's a very hard, it's a very challenging. So that's number one challenging here, data challenging. Number two is, uh, I would say, is uh, uh, modeling challenging. And the reason for that is uh, we, we have two important pieces here. One is data, one is AI model, right? We know that. Um, make this happen. Uh, AI model and modeling part is, is hard because we are dealing with multi-scale system and multi-scale phenomena happening. You can imagine for human body, it's a very complex biological system. And actually uh, a lot of process at the molecular and the cellular level happening every second. We are still, we still don't know too much about that. And uh, so if we don't know the phenomena happening right now, then of course the modeling part will be just a approximation of that process, right? We cannot get the real, um, how to say, uh, the real world uh, re a replica of that process. So modeling part is challenging and um, we can try to get close to the reality, but we don't know what's going on there. And so uh, I would say that to seamlessly integrate uh, and then just data driven and the mechanical modeling uh, is very challenging. So number two, mo modeling part is challenging. Number three is actually, um, there's a concern about ethical um, use of data and then uh, community engagement. 
So of course you can talk about this thing together or separate. Um, one is about um, ethical, how to use AI uh, more ethically way and try to maintain the integrity of a person and then uh, protect the data privacy there. Um, that's an issue, everybody realize that. And then another issue is uh, what if you already generate some uh, fantastic model and for that particular person, a digital twin of that. What if a person, the people or com committed members do not want to use that or do not know, uh, have, have no idea what that can be uh, capable of. And so they just ignore that. That's another issue, right? It's community engagement issue. In my view, it's about um, uh, how to get um, uh, more involved with uh, people, whether the individual one or, com or community, and how to get them involved and let them realize that the, the AI is actually uh, ethical, is handled ethical way, and also, and uh, AI is, uh, we can trust our AI and we can explain the AI in, in a more understandable way so that people get to know and when feel, uh, feel trust that they, are, they, trust, uh, they trust on this one and then try to use this uh, AI model for their own benefits. So that's number three uh, challenge here ethical and community engagement uh, challenge here. Uh, thank you for that phenomenal and thorough breakdown of all of the, the challenges um, facing the future of digital twins. Um, and then back to a little bit more of an idealistic question, but if you had one sentence you could display to all types of people, venture capitalists, physicians, coffee baristas, what would that one sentence be for Digital Twins for Health? Digital Twin is a virtual companion along the side of you through every health challenge. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Dang, for this interview. Um, you gave phenomenal, uh, thorough uh, answers to every question, and um, I appreciated learning so much from you. Thank you for giving me the time.